Ladies and gentlemen, the sound of war, the hypnotic brass ensemble, means only one thing. Sam Gilstrap is in the house. It's the Ghost Lights podcast, and we have a very special guest tonight. It's JVB, a.k.a. Joe Von Boker. <laughs> yeah! Uh, I like that I'm a special enough guest to warrant the... Uh... <laughs> The wah 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 air horn. Yeah, the the, the spring break bonanza air horn. Yes. Yeah. That that thank you. Hey, cheers to that. <laughs> cheers to that, indeed. My friend, absolutely. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, today's podcast is brought to you unofficially by two things. Whiskey from all over the world. And uh, fruit roll ups. Uh you're a heathen. It's mm. actually fruit by the foot. Oh, fruit by the foot. <laughs> yeah, fruit by the foot. Oh, I'm sorry, because it's this is this is the one that's all 100% natural. Yes. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, for those of you wondering about context, uh, Sam and I are enjoying uh, one of nature's finest snacks, uh, fruit by the foot. Fruit by the foot, not to be mistaken with a fruit roll up. Right. You you sons of bitches. No, I you know <laughs> we could have gotten real freaky and I could have brought gushers, but. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> But, Whoa! You know, let's, uh, uh, we're gonna keep it clean okay. because there's kids that you. listen. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello. Oh. Hi. Make sure we silence our phones, Gilstrap. That's that's a note for me because I left it running because I'm popular. <laughs> no, I'm not. Unless you're listening to the podcast, in which case, yes, I am very popular. So that's that's awesome for me. You're, Joe. you're very popular in this room right now. Sam. Oh, that's all, that's all that matters. Yeah, you and I are the kings of the studio right yes, now. Yes, yes, we are. That, us and uh, Paul Simon over there. That yeah. nice little photo. Or yeah. painting, as it were. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Fruit roll-up, sir. Cheers. Sorry, fruit by the foot. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I love mm. it. Mm. Mm. It's delicious. Uh, well, I just want to tell you... Yes, sir? Uh, I know that you, this is your show, and I shouldn't bogart it. Uh, I just want to tell you how you stoked I am it. to be here. In <laughs> fact, um, for those of you listening, I'll try not to talk while I chew. I made a list... Mm. This man came prepared. I started a list of things to do. <laughs> I really wanted to talk about this. Okay. Um, my list. One, give Sam fruit by the foot. Done. Done. Mission accomplished. Right. Um, We're on an aircraft carrier now. Okay, that was all that was on this piece of paper. <laughs> Get out of here! Yeah. That was um, a whole bunch of buildup for a whole lot of nothing. I know, I know. I'm mm. always doing bits. Um, but <laughs> oh. seriously, though... I do real quick want to say uh, a big shout out to Haley, uh, Haley Johnson. Uh, my dear, of course I remember our Walking Dead's uh, fan fiction. Oh, uh, big things happen. I, I'm sure one of us have it. Some, she just gave me a shout out on her episode, and so I wanted to give her yeah. the shout out on this one. So. Yeah, way back, yeah, way back in the day. It was like a year ago. Was it? Yeah. Okay, I just listened to it in the car like right before I walked in. So. <laughs> hey, hey, at least, at least you're a fan of the fan of the podcast, baby. I'm, I'm a fan. By I'm the way, did, have you been watching? Watching? Oh, yeah. The Walking Dead? Yeah. No, God, no, I, I just haven't had time. Oh, so you don't want me to tell you that Ronald McDonald killed him? Ronald McDonald? Damn Fucking it. guest cameo. Couldn't believe it. He went all zombified on Rick, ate his brains. Uh, he, he, was, he was patient zero, I'm sure. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been pale the whole time. What, what do you think is in a McDonald's burger? Right. It ain't real beef. Right. That's human meat. That's yeah. human meat. He went He went zombie crazy. And that's why I love it. Yeah, God. Yeah. I've got a little zombie in me. Don't trust the clowns, man, I'm telling you. No. 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 Yeah. Speaking of clowns, yeah. how are you? Uh, oh! <laughs> oh! 
Oh man, this guy should have been a, should have been always on the podcast. No, no, I'm just kidding. Taking I just, jabs I just, at any, me. Any, no, I'm not taking jabs. Anytime I can find a really, really <laughs> silly can, uh, um, uh, transition uh, segue, if you will, mm-hmm. I just have to take advantage. Speaking of segues, boom, there it is. I got one in my garage. No, <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, JVB, hmm. thank you for being a guest on the Ghost Lights podcast. The the question that everyone's dying to know is theater. How did it happen? How did it happen? Great question. Um, I wish I had some sexy sort of, you know, crazy story to tell. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it started with an air horn. Yeah. Uh, no, it. Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't do. Are we allowed to swear on this <laughs> show? Yeah. All right. You're totally allowed Parents, to swear. Uh, I didn't do shit. I think I've said son of bitch, son of a bitch like eight times. <laughs> son uh, of bitch. Son of bitch. I like so, it. Yeah. Like I'm, quoting, I'm quoting Bengal Tiger right there. It's <laughs> Musa for you. Son of bitch. There you go. Uh, no, I didn't, um, you know, I didn't do anything even closely artistic related when I was a kid. Mm. I was shy. I was, you know, hiding behind my parents' pant legs, you know, everywhere we went. Like, I wasn't ever, ever seeking out the stage. Uh, it wasn't until high school really that mm-hmm. uh, I even considered it uh, mostly because uh, my dad was in the Air Force so we bounced oh, around I didn't uh, know that. yeah nice. uh, we bounced around for like the first 10 years of my life um, we were, you know Ohio uh, Albuquerque just outside of Orlando um, and it wasn't really until I started middle school that I had any sort of sense of community really mm. uh, because that- I would build friends uh, and then lose them the next year or two years later or whatever. Um, and so... Where were you when you were in middle school? Uh, Louisville. Louisville. Uh, yeah. Colorado? Colorado, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and like my, my, I mean, like, it was, it was the mid-90s mm-hmm. uh, when I was in middle school. So, I mean, what was cool then was, you know, Jenkos and Vans and skateboards and, and roller, roller blades. And, By the way, thanks for wearing your Jankos today. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. I, I wore the, the ones with like the three foot wide leg, so mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I was thinking we can get freaky in this later. Or, Definitely. I mean, there's yeah. enough room for two. I in I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, no. You're... I'm interrupting your awesome story. <laughs> uh, no, I was giving you the long version. So anyway. Oh! Because uh, Jankos are really long. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Sorry. They, um, I never really had... Uh, any any sort of like strong sense of community, uh, kids I ran with in middle school, I had very little in common with them, and I was still kind of a dork. Uh, still am kind of a dork. That's beside the point. But um, uh, and in high school, my parents said, "Oh, you know what? You gotta if you're gonna get into college, you gotta find something to do outside of just going to school, like going to class. You gotta get an extracurricular." Uh, and I don't know if you've met me. I suck at most sports. Anything with a ball. Uh, golf, I'm working on, uh, <laughs> as you as you know. But mm-hmm. uh, anything else, I, I played basketball in middle school. I never scored a point. Mm-hmm. I think I shot the ball once. Uh, you know, I was always the kid running away from the ball. So in high school, they said you got to get a got to get an activity. Yeah. Uh, and my dad said, oh, you should. They're doing a Shakespeare play. You should do. You should do. Um, you should do uh, a school play or whatever. Um, and so. Are you recording this? No. No? Of course I'm recording oh. it. It's the podcast. No, I know. I just, no. I just had a moment, just, moment of panic. No, you're, you're totally fine. You're not getting videotape right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> you can just relax in your Jankos and keep telling your story. Sorry, sorry. Uh, wow. 
Sorry, are you that? <laughs> this is a podcast. I uh, no, I know. We I know. record people talking. I know, I know. I, I, I there, there was an uh, an episode early on with uh, Kent, I believe, uh, where you didn't record the first. Uh, yeah, no, no. This is live now. I didn't screw up like I've screwed up many <laughs> I'm times not before. Of screwing up. Yes, I'm you are. I'm a squirrel. Um, so. Uh, any, anywho, I'm making a long story much longer than it needs to I be. I want to hear the long story. Keep uh, going. So you found your activity. So I found my activity, but through the activity, I found um, a real, for the first time in my youth, a real community. Mm. Um, people who would uh, find any excuse whatsoever to just be together, to take risks around each other, to celebrate each other's successes, to have fun and gently rib each other when they do something completely boneheaded, which, as you know, Joey Theater has a tendency to do. Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah. Joey, Joey Theater. By the way, one of the one of the second greatest nicknames of all time, Joey Theater. Joey, Joey what's I have to ask? What's the first? Uh, the chocolate touch. The chocolate touch. Chocolate touch. Um. Uh, quick sidebar, uh, yeah. Sam, you gave me the nickname Joey Theater. I did give you uh, the nickname Joey Theater. And he is my alter ego that every time I do something completely boneheaded, uh, it's Joey Theater. That to be it. fair, I think Peter Marullo coined it, and then I just wouldn't let it go. Okay, yeah. that's fair. That's yeah. fair. It was, it was a, a, a dual effort. Yeah. No, uh, it, you need friends when it comes to nicknames. If yeah. I just create it, it's like a pet name. Right. Yeah. That's but true. then like, if it stays consistent, if it breeds to other... other um, Genus types, niche groups. Yes. Then, uh, then, then it's full fledged. It's a nickname. It's it's a powerful force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Where were we? Oh, uh, puberty. Puberty, yeah. Oh, uh, How's that going for you? So, oh, it's just any day now. Any day now. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, uh, but so yeah, so I, I you know, I kind of, I kind of realized at that time, like. What what attracted me more to theater than really actually enjoying participating in it mm-hmm. was that sense of like like that kind of like brotherhood that I'm sure like people on sports teams feel mm-hmm. you know when they're down in the trenches like yeah. just just bleeding and sweating and grunting and like uh, you know this is going to a fun place yeah well <laughs> oh, oh, oh there's that puberty thing kicking in. <laughs> Whoa, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Uh, these jinkos just got really tight. Yeah, see, that's what's <laughs> going to happen on the Ghost Lights podcast. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. So, no, so the, com- the camaraderie, the community yeah. that was so being that's, built. So that's kind of what ignited the fire. Um, I was never particularly adept at my scholarly pursuits. Uh, and so when it was time to decide, oh, what are you going to do with your life? Uh, I had no particular affinity for mathematics for science for really anything but like storytelling in the english language yeah um and so and music but you know that's another story uh and so and we'll get into it I, I i said um i think i want to be an actor uh and so i went to cu cu boulder for theater it was the only college i applied to I was, there you go <laughs> i mean that's me in a nutshell like from a scholarly present uh, sense it was like Oh, I know I gotta apply to schools. I really just want to go to this one. I probably should apply to other ones. Eh, maybe I will later. I don't yeah. know. And then I got into CU. It was like, oh, fuck it. All right, we're good. Nice. Let's roll. Yeah. So, um, yeah, great, great time there and studying theater. And it, it just, uh, 
it, it got real real there for mm. me, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, just kind of been kicking ever since. Theater got really real for you. It got real real. It went from being um, something to hang out and do with friends to mm. like, oh man, like. You can, if you want to take this real seriously, mm -hmm. you can take this real seriously. Like, like studying, like the like the history, the rich, rich history of theater in the world and uh, in, in America, and um, uh, th like the different um, the theories and, and, and methods and um, mm -hmm. you know practitioners throughout history. And uh, it, it was like, oh man, like there's there's more to this than just hanging out having fun. Uh, and, 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 and it suddenly, that kind of made me love it even more because it became a challenge almost. Hmm. Uh, and I don't mean challenge like it was hard for me to do. It was a challenge like, man, there's so much out there that I don't know or that I can't do. And I want to know and do every damn piece of it, yeah. you know? And, and I'm such a goal-oriented kind of brain that I was just like, all right, done. We have our mission. Let's roll, you know? Yeah. So well, you clearly are. Yeah. From the... And the countless miles you put in every week in your runs and your hikes and your marathons in the summer. <laughs> like you no, you are one of the one of those guys that when you set your mind to something, you go all in. Well, and that's kind of uh, what draws me, uh, as Sam's alluding to, I'm I'm a really avid uh, runner as well. Uh, and that same sort of curiosity is honestly what pulls me toward uh, running as well. Because, you know, it started literally in, when I was, I was living in Chicago for a little bit after college, kind of doing the whole starving actor thing out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, some friends invited me to go, like, run a little 5K or whatever. And I was like, ah, oh, no, okay, whatever. You know, I shook off the hangover, <laughs> kind of showed up at the starting line at the very last second. With uncompletely unprepared, and because I, again, I just wanted to hang out with them. Running in Jankos. It was like an act. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my Jankos. Yep. Uh, but it was just an excuse to hang out with. Them. I only did it because they made me do it. They were like, "Come on, bro," <laughs> and I was like, "All right, all cool. right, fine." I'm easily susceptible to peer pressure. Yes. Uh, and and drink I this, Joe. It and, um, what? Drink this. Oh, drink drink this. Yeah. Put 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 it oh, inside you. Oh, in, in in the sense of peer pressure. Yeah. I agree. I got excited because I thought you were gonna give me something to drink. But you've already given yeah. me something. Yeah, I've already, yeah, plenty. Um, but yeah, so then it was just like, oh, they were like, we're going to do an 8K in Thanksgiving. And I was like, well, that's more than five, so let's go with eight. That's nice. cool. And then again, I, you know, wasn't, I was going to bail the day of, and so I said, fuck it, it's not worth it, and too hungover, whatever. Uh, I was going to bail the day of my Colfax marathon, like, like <laughs> the day. Like, I got there... At the line, it was like, "There's, I do not want to be here." Right, there's no way. I right. want to run. I, it is seven in the morning. I should be still in bed. It's a goddamn Saturday, and my yes. love affair with you and Luke and Kelly pulled me out of the bed. I'll drink to that, my yeah. friend, because that is exactly the kind of thing that keeps me curious, mm. you know, and and keeps me involved. But anyway, so the whole point of that little. Sidebar was just that, like, it was like eventually, like, oh, I wonder if I could do a half marathon. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, that was hard. I wonder if I could do another whole marathon. Oh, that was hard. I wonder what's next, you know? Yeah. Um, I kind of do that in life. I will find something that I'm curious about and pursue it and explore it until I get burned out, and then something shiny off to the left, like, interests me. And I'm like, oh, what's this? Oh, 
something else. I think I'm going to explore the shit out of that and, and, and try doing that for a while and, until I get burned out on that and then I'll go see something else. So, yeah. Well, I'm thankful they haven't gotten burned out on theater yet. No, no. Uh, I, I, I haven't. It's the one thing that I can't quite shake. Uh, I will say that I haven't been as active lately uh, as I'd like to be in the, the theater community. Um, mostly just due to uh, my wife and I just bought a new house. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, uh, you know, I just got a promotion at my day job, uh, which, to be honest, I was even, you know, questioning, should I take this, should mm-hmm. I not? You know, it's, it, it's something that requires a 40-hour-a-week commitment. Um, and ultimately, it was important to our household, my wife and I, um, that I do it because, uh, you know, new mm-hmm. house, more mm-hmm. expenses, um, you know, we're, we're trying to, I don't know, trying to build something, I guess. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and so... Roots, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, trying to put down, put down some solid roots, exactly. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I, I, I'm sort of right now, and when I say right now, I mean, God, I change like every couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but like right now I'm very much in a place where it's like, man, you know, if I can like crank out one or two shows that I'm super happy about every year mm-hmm. that I feel passionately about with, with artists that I'm passionate about working with, mm-hmm. then you know what? I'm so, that is so perfect. That's so awesome. Nice. You know, I, I mean, God, I wish I had the uh, time and the energy to do, like, a lot of these people are doing, like, uh, you know, like, 12 shows a year, it yeah. seems like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, even when I was, like, working bartending part-time, I didn't even have the energy <laughs> to do that, it's amazing, Yeah. you know, um, but I just feel... There's people that eat, sleep, drink, and shit, theater. Right, I, like, I admire the hell out of those people, like, I, w- I would love to, part of me would love to be that like laser focused and like mm-hmm. like man everything else out the window let's do this we're gonna do it hard we're gonna do it right like you know part of me is like man that seems so cool and like so hardcore and intense um but i know me you know yeah. I, like i i have to honor that part of me that's curious about other things is that do you think that that kind of well for lack of a better phrasing uh, will go headlong into anything say theater something that requires a great deal amount of time and effort and focus and energy and dedication all those other cliches now do you think that that is sustainable quality of work in that environment uh you know i i honestly i think for some people it is Mm. i think for um i mean god you you know, the first person that comes off the top of my head is Bernie, Bernie Cardell. I yeah. mean, I, God, I admire the the energy and commitment and just how, how he does what he does is just amazing to me. He is the hardest friggin' busiest working man in town. Mm. Uh, and I, it, it just, I, I, I have never seen the quality of his work go down, be it directing or on stage or running an entire theater friggin' company. Yeah, uh, sometimes too. Yeah, I, I mean, so it's possible. He's, he's, you know, just one example of, mm. of it definitely being possible. Um, I just know for me, in my experience, if I were to try to do that, it would just... I, I don't think I would be happy. Mm. You know, I, I just know me. I need, 
time to like I'm a, I'm a runner and I don't yeah. mean that in the sense that like I've, I'm a runner I'm a person who likes to run I mean like sometimes I just got to escape you know mm. I, I run and hide in the mountains for a while or like I hide from social media for a while just be like I gotta I gotta have like good chunks of time to clear my head yeah. like and I just know that if I were to try to be that that busy acting uh I mean don't get me wrong it be a blast and a crazy adventure but I just know that I would get burned out really quickly mm-hmm. like within a year for sure well what are the, what do you what do you think are some of the things that for your example Bernie someone who I I would agree with you on that how how is he, in your opinion, able to sustain that? How is somebody like him? He's what a are the magician. qualities? He's, he's a, a magician. magician. He's mean, just like, a wizard. He literally, he's just think, a wizard. I think that like David Copperfield is uh, wearing a Bernie mask around town, and you know, <laughs> not, not. I don't know. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I like it's. Yeah, I, I really couldn't. I really couldn't even guess yeah. like how he. I mean, he's. It's. It shows his commitment mm. to what he does. Like. Just a hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's. It, I mean, I look up to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. What are some of the things specifically that are what has piqued your curiosity when you approach theater as act as an actor? Um. Were, was it just the process as a whole, individual pieces of it? Did you like? Oh man, I really love scene study. Or, oh, man, I really love seeing where the relationship can go on a date and on a given night at the theater. You know, you know, uh, <clears throat> for me, the, the, when, it, when it comes down to the art of, of theater and mm-hmm. doing, making theater, for me, the biggest, the biggest draw was always, um, I mean, a little bit of everything. I know that sounds like a cop-out answer, but like, Things like getting it to totally know, does. getting to know <laughs> getting to know uh, a a character mm. and getting to be someone else. Uh, I w- I've always thought like what like what a gift it is for someone a playwright to create a character with relationships and a rich fabric and words and then for they them to I mean maybe not directly but to entrust you to bring it to life. Mm-hmm. Like, man, that is so... What a gift for an actor, I, I, I think. And to really dig into, I, particularly the, the relationships that that character has. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can, you can sit on stage and monologize for, uh, you know, three hours and have it be interesting. Um, but, I, I mean, I want to see, like, characters interacting mm-hmm. and, like see the dynamics, see what's at play, see what's said, see what's not said, see what's done, see what's not done, see reactions, mm-hmm. like like seeing that brought to life. It's like creating life in a weird way. It's so it's so like it's unnatural, mm-hmm. but it's totally natural at the same time. It's like almost like, oh man, like can we do this? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know, there's risk involved. Absolutely. There's there's the unknown, there's uh, <laughs> a certain element of, uh, I don't know, the, the daring of it. I just think it's cool. When you say, um, I think it was, the word was monologize, what is that? Oh, like mono, like 
oh. do monologue. monologue. Like talks, go like by, oh, okay. talk by yourself. Like, I guess can't you characters stand up on stage. There's like a, an, old, an old episode of Friends where I think Alex Borstein uh, would have had like a one, like a three hour long one woman show. It uh, <laughs> was like called Why Don't You Like Me or something. Uh, and it was poor Chandler uh, Bing was sitting in the audience just had for three hours listening to her. Uh, angrily ranting about life uh, that just doesn't doesn't quite interest me as much. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, the over under was twenty minutes on the first friend reference. So oh. if you went over, oh. you just won the pool. <laughs> All right, is. yeah. <laughs> you and your friends. I know. I yeah. love it. I got, I'm a sucker. We yeah. gotta we gotta use that damn punchbowl social gift card you won. We do. We you do. won and gave to me, and it's still sitting there. I'm like, I gotta use this. Uh, you were a crucial part. Sam's referring to when we, <laughs> I was uh, crucial, we right? had, uh, uh, what was it, two, two or three years ago, we did Friends Trivia Night at mm. uh, Punchbowl Social. Uh, and our team, uh, our motley little crew, took first place out of like 100 teams. Uh, and we got like a Punchbowl Social gift card. Yeah. Uh, it's like a $50 gift card. Yeah. On top of like the one hundred dollars or yeah, something you won, like, like the one hundred dollar bar tab that you got covered that day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, and and to be fair, I was a crucial part to that were. team because all I did was watch football in the other room and get drunk. Well, it, it was a six person limit. I know, and I was I was I was the seventh guy. I was I was the um, the swing, if you will. You were you were you were the the tall. Oh man! I'm the setup man. I'm the setup man. I don't know why. I don't know why this reference came into my head. But okay. you were like the Earl Boykins of that team. Like when the Nuggets needed you, <laughs> you were there. Like you came off the bench with fire and fury. Did I did, did I answer any question? I don't think so. No, I don't know. I think the only I thing know. I can remember is that. Chandler received mail under the name of Chenandler Bong. You got it. Yeah, that's you the only one that. I can remember. Absolutely. God, you know, friends. Yes, sir. Well, anyway, Smelly Cat. Yeah. You were talking that. earlier about this new job you got, or this new promotion. Yeah. And me and you talked before, and, and I'm wondering if I can get your your insights on this idea of what do you feel the day the day job does for you does it does it hinder you do you think it hinders you at all and that can be a separate answer do you feel it's a necessity because i've got a wife and a house now or have you always felt like it was where do you think that that belief came from did you always plan for that when you like I, i'm gonna have this job well, i mean you didn't get into acting until much later so this is a really heavy question and i want you to cover all these bases so please take your time with yeah. it but right now for a man who is, I, I'll, I'll be honest, If I, I'm, I'm putting a lot of my myself into the next forthcoming auditions hoping that something awesome happens. Not because um, I, I, I can't get work, but it's because my career as a day-jobbed day employee around Colorado is in flux. And, my, and there's, there's, there's monies to be paid and due. So there's a lot going on in my brain. How do you feel? <clears throat> yeah, what is like, what? What purpose has that day job played for you? There's a lot in there. And how's it changed? To yeah, yeah, there is. We'll be um, here all night. That's what the fruit by the foot is for. That's, that's, that's why I didn't get fruit roll-ups because we need all the feet. 
I'm yeah. pretty yeah. yeah, there's at uh, least for eight this, of them here. For this, for this interview. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's, I mean, there's, there's, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of questions in there. Um, for but me... Do you, first question is, do you like the job? Are you fulfilled when you leave um, the West End Tavern in Boulder, Colorado? Uh, I, I do like it. I enjoy it. Um, for those of you listening, you what I do uh, is um, I, I sort of manage the, um, the West End Tavern in Boulder. It's a, a bourbon and barbecue joint, basically. Uh, you know, 250 bottles of whiskey on the back bar. Um, one of the, I mean, something I'm real passionate about, for sure, uh, is kind of the whole whiskey scene in general. Um, and I do enjoy it. I enjoy what I do. Um, and I feel guilty that I do. Oh. Because Did not it's, anticipate that. Why? It's not it's not acting. Uh-huh. It's not theater. It's not film. It's not it's not improv. It's not what I should be doing with my life, according to me from, you know, ten years ago, fresh out of college. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like I'm letting him down a little bit by working at this place mm-hmm. forty hours a week. But at the same time, I have been a working actor for the past 10 plus years. Yeah. And one thing that I have learned is that if you can't, it makes it really, really hard to relax and enjoy your work as an actor if you can't feed yourself. Mm-hmm. If you can't, if you worry like, man, how am I going to, how am I going to pay rent? Like there was, there was a time, Sam, I, I moved to Chicago after college and did the, I was, you know, in love with the romantic idea of the starving artist. Um, and that is, that shit is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, for any younger actors, uh, out there just getting ready to jump into the professional world. It is, it is a, it's real and it's not fun. Um, I had to sell all my musical instruments one month to make rent. Oh. My keyboard, all my guitars, um, you know, because, like, the day job I had, it was waiting tables at this little four-table kind of storefront pizza joint. I mean, barely scraping by with that, you know, mm-hmm. eating ramen and, uh, and, and it, and it, and it really, it sucked. Um, and I know, and knowing that experience firsthand that I do, I know if I don't, if I can't provide for myself, I'm not going to enjoy acting. I'm going to go into it desperate. And I'm going to go into every audition desperate. Yeah. And I'm not going to I'm not going to go into it from a place of love. I'm going to go into it from a place of of fear, honestly. Yeah. Um so while I do feel like sort of right now, like I mean, and this is again, I've had this job for you know, for months at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but right now I feel like yeah, I definitely feel like you know, man. Am I? Am I? Is is this is this right? Is this the answer for me? Is am I wasting my time? Am I, you know, I'm only getting in one or two shows a year, and I'm and I'm like I said earlier, I'm loving doing them and I enjoy them, uh, and I go after projects I'm passionate about, um, but I, 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 you know, I I can't I just can't go back to and and like you also mentioned. Uh, I, my wonderful wife, Alex, uh, I hope she's listening to this. I don't know if she will. Not her cup of tea. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> that, that, that hurts, Alex. No, it's, it's okay, Sammy. Uh, but she, you know, I mean, she and I 
are, like I said, we're trying to build a future and, um, you know, we've got dogs and who knows, you know, if there'll be kids down the road or not. And we've got, uh, I just made Sam choke on his whiskey with that. Oh, <laughs> wrong pipe. It cleared out the sinuses. That's, That's good. good. Um, but these are certain things that it's like, you know what, maybe I'm going to have to be a little more balanced. Like yeah. maybe, maybe it's okay that you're, cause I, cause I, I enjoy it. Like there, I could be sitting in an office somewhere, totally. uh, you know, like, like crunching numbers and not being able to be up and moving around and like talking to people and stuff, you know, and then, and, and Hey, kudos to people who do do that. Like good for you, man. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm, I am grateful in that sense that I, enjoy what I do as my day job so much. Um, but I mean, I, I won't sugarcoat it. Like it, there are days when I'm like, man, am I just wasting my time? Mm. Like I was almost like afraid to even come down here and podcast with you, to be honest today, because I'm like, man, like, like I only do a couple of projects a year. Like, and I have a day job. Like, do, am I an actor? Like what? Absolutely. Like, you know, it, it's, I don't know. It's all those stupid oh, yeah. life questions that you got to ask and face and journal about. And, mm -hmm. Uh, well, think of this as a journal yeah. that a lot of people can get access to. Yeah, I mean, I know there are a lot of people listening who probably maybe are going through that same question. Just know, man, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, it's, it's great. No, I'm, I'm really glad that you touched on that. And thank you specifically, too, for talking about the auditions and trying to come at it from a place of love and not that desperation. I think that is when you do your, most, your best work is when, listen, I mean, if you, if you are saying, this is what I'm doing, I'm an actor. And there's no in-between. I'm going to do children's theater. I'm going to do voiceover. I'm going to do it all under this umbrella. And I'm a, just a performer. Like, that's what I want to do. By all means, fuck yeah. Hell go yeah. for it. Do Absolutely. it. We need that voice out there. Definitely. Whatever the voice is, from whatever side of the fence you're on. But it's not easy for everyone. Yeah. And there are moments in your life, and it doesn't happen all the time when you're just starting out. It can happen in your 30s. It can happen later in life. I mean, we had Paul Page on here just a couple of days ago. And he's not struggling, but he's embarking on a new chapter where he's going to New York and he's going to try it again. He's, to an extent, he'll have to start from scratch there. Is he really? He's going yeah, to New that's, that was one of the things we talked about. It's going to happen probably by the wow. probably by the end of the year. Go, if, yeah, not, Go if not, it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Make it happen, Papa Tiger. Damn right. But baby. what would you say to that idealistic Joe Von Bokern 10 years ago out of college? Uh, oh, I... Like, what do you say to him now? Like, you're, you're in a room with him and like, hey, I need you to understand what's happening here. What would you I, I say to him? I wouldn't say a damn thing. Wouldn't? Honestly. Like, like what I... Yeah, this sort of touches on the, like, what do you, regret, what do you regret, regret question? Mm -hmm. Like, what would you do differently? But I don't think... I don't... Like... I think... <laughs> here's, what, here's what I would tell him. Uh, I would tell him, don't rack up so much credit card debt. Yeah, don't do <laughs> that. Know? Yeah, like that's honestly we have nothing to do with acting because like it was it was to the point in Chicago where like all my credit cards were maxed out and I, like, <laughs> I would get how it work, would work is I would get paid every week and then I would use that paycheck to pay down the credit card balance but then I would go out and live off of the credit card balance and rack it right back nice. up again. It made no sense, but it met the minimum requirement of monthly payments, so I did that. There you uh, go. <laughs> and, and, you know, thankfully, like, uh, my, my lovely wife is incredibly gifted with money management, and she kind of taught me how to 
work those balances down when I came back out to Colorado and mm-hmm. after we got married and stuff. So I'm grateful for that. But I would I would have told that shithead just out of college, like, you don't have to go out and fucking party every night, bro. <laughs> like, the bars ain't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back and stay home and read a damn book. Read a script. <laughs> right, right, right. Find an audition. Jesus Christ, Bro. you are so in love with acting, and I'm going to be a great actor for the rest of my days. Maybe you should actually try that. Yeah. Read a script. <laughs> Do your homework. Yes, sir. Oh, God. I hated that guy. Yeah. I never met that young Joe. No. The yeah. Joe I've met now is, is, is an absolute joy, and I'm glad that, that, be, that you're aware enough. That, you have a sense about you in terms of what is what is expected and what you need to accomplish and what you love. And there's a balance between all of that that is hard to strike. It's not easy. Yeah. I've had I've been having conversations with a really close friend of mine of late and he's been talking about the the quote unquote lie we were sold. Like this I mean, the American dream might be an extent of that. And this might be getting way off the rails and weird. Well, let's go, let's get weird. But there's, I mean, and I think he was trying to talk to me about like, are you sure that being an actor is what you want or is what you were sold? And like, I, I kept looking around when he, when he said that to me, I'm like, no one told me to do this. Yeah. Like I was in college <laughs> and, and, and the only person that said I should look into it, quote unquote, look into it was a teacher who now can barely make eye contact with me. So, I mean, it's, it's just kind of one of those things like. No one said, oh, man, yeah, no, become an actor. Because you'll make it to Hollywood like everyone else does. And you'll make six figures a movie like everyone else does. And then you'll be asked to participate in a show on Broadway like everybody else is. No one ever said those things. The, the, The work of an actor, even here in Colorado, and I'm sure it's like this anywhere. You go to Indiana, you go to Kentucky, you go to New York, in Chicago, the vast majority of us are like running backs in the NFL. You're lucky if you got three years at it. Yeah. You're, 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 a, you're an amazing prospect if you turn it into five. But chances are, if you have a very long career, it's not because you were hitting it big right at Jump Street. That took time. That's, that's built. That's process. Here in Denver, it's the same, I feel. Like, it's... It takes time, and, and maybe there's a certain level of, and, and I'm bogarting here the conversation, but and, and maybe you can agree or disagree, but it seems like there, I mean, don't feel bad in terms of what it is that you have to accept from your career, as long as it's happening, to an extent. You say you do one to two shows a year, at least you do those two shows, you do them well. You get you get looks, you get positive reviews, you touch people, it means something, you entertain. Fuck, when we were doing the catamounts, you made the entire cast laugh every night at the same times because it was always genuine. It was never forced. We never saw the job come on stage. You know, you didn't feel like you had to like deliver something that wasn't already inside you. And and if you've got that once or twice a year, then that's great. Now I can't tell you that's gonna carry you for the rest of your life. I mean, that's for you to decide. That's for any actor to decide. What what will I be able to tolerate in terms of what my dreams are and what the reality is and what's expected of me now? I mean, you could pull the plug on the West End right now if you wanted to. Do you think that that would change much of anything in terms of 
how much work you're doing. You can't know that for sure. And while you've got the opportunity to put a roof over your family's head, to to keep the dream alive, no matter how it manifests itself, I think that's I think that's something you should you should look into. Yeah, maybe the the American dream ain't everything. And see, I told you we're going off on a wild tangent here. I love it. Maybe it's not everything that it was sold to be, but the only thing that stops it from working for you is when you acknowledge that it's not working for you and then you stop trying. You've got to be able to flip the script somehow, make it work for you. I think you're doing that. Yeah. And that's why you're here on the podcast. It's not because you are a great actor. It's not because you did Billy Pivot and brought the, brought the house down. That, that, that's, not, that's not the reason. The reason is you're passionate you're making it work, and you've got a you've got a career and a family all on top of that. That stuff's not easy. Yeah, no, yeah, I I, uh, <clears throat> I agree, uh, and thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I think that the you know at least right now, the most important aspect of doing what I do as an actor is. Um, is to further conversation and to and to make people feel things they other might otherwise might not feel mm-hmm. on a, a night in and night out basis. Yeah. You know, that like I'm i I'm sort of taking a very micro approach to the impact that I'm having on the acting and theater world as a whole in, in Colorado, you know, instead of trying to conquer it I'm really trying to get intimate with it, mm. you know, and and. Will you plant some berry wine? Yeah, baby. Light candles. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to lay Colorado theater down by the fire. Yeah. And ask it questions, and find out. Turn it on mentally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got stimu- you. Stimu- you know, instead of just going straight for the end zone, like let's. Yeah, let's, let's play keep it, it clean, Joe. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, I, when I say end zone, I mean like the, at the end of the football field. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Definitely. You want to take it to the promised land. My jinkos are getting tight again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man. But yeah, so so I'm honestly enjoying, you know, those couple shows a year, having that kind mm-hmm. of, you know, like the energy to really focus on devoting everything I can to that, you know, that one individual in the audience who's like, man, I needed to hear that tonight. Mm. That you changed my life. Nice. Or maybe you made my week. I had a really shitty week, and that was awesome. I needed a laugh. I needed a laugh, yeah. or I needed a cathartic release, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you know that I'm. I'm. I, when I was younger, I definitely was looking for like applause and laughter and mm. like praise and accolades and things like that. I'm not trying to sound smug by saying, oh, I don't care about all that, no, no, no. But I, I just, I, I sort of realized it wasn't getting me anywhere. Yeah. Going after those things, it didn't, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't moving me, mm-hmm. you know? It was like, it's, it's like, it's like a, a drug, you know? It's like that quick hit of like, like, uh, you know, I don't, don't, don't know shit about drugs, but like, heroin, let's say heroin, okay. uh, you know? <laughs> I don't know, you, you get that like, Initial rush and then it wears off and you're like fuck I'm, that I'm, now I'm left with nothing you know and that yeah, wasn't enriched back for more. like I wasn't enriched by that yeah. you know and I realized like oh man just that conversation is what I'm into so what you what you're what you're saying is is that the applause didn't 
do it for you, but the true, honest work of an actor, that was the gateway drug. I, you know, the, the applause was the and, the, and the laughter, and the community, and the, and the, and the sense of, of uh, you know, having a place in it, and everyone knowing my place, that was the gateway drug. Yeah. Um, the, the, it's like, it's like Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm. you know? Now, like, like, it's like the, the, the knowing and understanding of, of, uh, you know, and, and like, communication between performer and audience and, and, and on a very small scale, that's my, like, sobriety. You mm. know, that's like my clear, like, like, accepting sobriety. Oh, wow. That's, that's a much... I was trying to make a, a, a weak joke. That is a much better breakdown. Oh. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, because I, I just... As you, as you know, your boy, Sam Gilstrap, is wont to make jokes at very serious moments. Yeah. And sometimes they don't always work. Uh -huh. Oh. Sorry. Wow. Just made a fart noise. Yeah, you did. Sorry. Jokes. Smell, smells good. Jokes. No, but that was, that's, a, that's a great breakdown. Thank you, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, you can wear underpants all the time. Yeah, yeah. wear a sock on the cock. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot can, about the can sock. Can you say cock on, on the show? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Okay. You can say skeet skeet. You can say oh rim job. Okay. Yeah. All right. We, I think there's, we don't have the seven words you can't say on the Ghost Lights podcast list yet. <laughs> I should have like a round table discussion. When I get you, Ben, and Luke in a room, we'll, br oh, we'll bring in boy. Peter so it's like a whole daffle event and then we can break down the rules we shouldn't yeah, say. Yeah, is Tim Howard ever coming back, by the way? I think he will. Yeah, I think he yeah, has he to. Yeah, well, to the league? Yeah. Or to the podcast? No, not to the podcast. Yeah, the I, we don't want him back on the podcast. To the league, it's a definite possibility. Okay. Come on, Tim, if you're listening, buddy, we miss the Irish fire. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, it, we miss you because it's an easy W. <laughs> God, the Irish Fire sucked at fantasy football. Man. Yeah. You know who doesn't suck? Mm. You. Oh, that's right. Uh, in the corner over there, you'll see the uh, Denver Actors Fantasy Football League trophy. Yeah, for all of these watching at home on your big screen TV. <clears throat> right? If you're watching the video stream of this podcast. Yeah, which we're not recording because <laughs> it makes Joe uncomfortable. I'm sorry, I told you. If I'm, we if I'm not wearing a shirt, I don't want to be on camera. I, I told you to come into your topless. And I'm know. glad that you followed the rules. I know. I, the, the, the tassels, the nipple tassels were my untouch. Yes. No, and thank you for that, too, because I like things that are sparkly. Uh, I know you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jankos and booby tassels. Yes, sir. Just wait till you see the thong. Oh, no. Can I see it now? All right. All right. No, that's yeah. just, we still got we still got things to discuss. Who do you think the Broncos are going to take fifth overall? Oh shoot! Um, I haven't really been following, to be honest with you. My problem How is I don't dare I, you. I don't know jack about college football or no, the players you don't. in it. Uh, so when it comes to draft time, I I I have to fall back on you and the other guys' knowledge because. Uh, I just don't know. Like, I know Ben Hilzer was saying, like, Shaquan... Saquon. Sa Saquon? Saquon. Uh, this is name? Oh, I can't even believe I was that close. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew there was, like, a Q and an A in there. Yeah, there was, there's definitely a Q and an A. Okay. Shit. All right. Yeah. Maybe I'm learning. Yeah. I there, hope there's so. There's hope for me yet. Yeah. Uh, so I think they'll take him. Okay. Just because Ben seems to think so, and I'll just go with what Ben nice. says. Okay. You like that? that yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. So, there you go. Who, who is... Uh, who is? Who are you taking um, with your first overall pick in the 
in the Daffle Fantasy Draft in August, in September first. Oh, you know, <clears throat> I I've been giving it a, a lot of thought, but I think I'm gonna take Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, yeah, just to screw just it with to ben. screw with Ben. Yeah, Ben Hilzer, <laughs> eat it. <laughs> anyway, yes. yes, that's 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 a good that's a good direction to take it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got another serious question. Yeah. And I know we're, we're going off the rails a lot. But I love it. Where, talk to me about your process creating the stutter for Billy Bibbit. Oh, gosh. In, in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest at the Edge Theater, where we met. But um, that's, that always intrigued me. I was like, how, how do you do that? What are the process for that? Did you like watch video? Or did you oh. just like, I'm just going to repeat tease? <laughs> God, you know... I am not the actor that usually does like an overwhelming amount of homework. I'm usually mm. the one who will do a little bit of homework, but I mean, honestly, not much, and then do the rest based on, you know, mm -hmm. th things that you can, can be gleaned from the script, relationships. And notes and rehearsals. Yeah, no, yeah, notes and rehearsals, exactly, things like that. Um, for Billy, God, what a throwback, I love it. Uh, I did actually watch a lot of YouTube videos, um, not like tr looking for like traits or like what it sounds like, but looking for um, trying to understand sort of the underlying cause of stutters. Mm. Um, and, I, and I know a lot of it is, is still, people are still uncertain, a lot of it is still being studied and... Um, but uh, l learning about people's triggers, I guess. There are a lot of people um, who have speech impairments uh, who are fantastically being willing and open about them on YouTube to talk to folks about and uh, talk about what, what sets them off, what noises they struggle with, mm -hmm. what, what situations they find themselves in that make them the most uncomfortable, and then just trying to apply that understanding to the character more than anything. You know, I found that if if I try if you try to just mimic the activity or the noise or the whatever and you try and you try to be a mimic instead of get it to understand it a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, it, it just for me anyway, I, there's a voice in my head uh, and I've told you about this a lot. That voice that's like, you're full of shit. Mm -hmm. You fucking liar. Yeah. You know, like you'll be in the middle of a scene and there's that voice that's like Bullshit, yep. Yep. liar, uh, and I and I find the best way to to shut that voice up is to to be honest and mm. and come and to be truly coming from a place of I know exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing and saying what I'm saying, not just how to do it and how to say it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 a it's a really powerful thing for me to to understand that. That's what, you know, that's what can, you know, in, in a scene where you're supposed to be brought to tears, that can be kind of hard. Uh, and if you're like, in your head, you're like, no, I'm supposed to cry. It's like, well, f you know, that voice again, bullshit, you're not sad, you fucking liar. Yeah. You know, but if, if you really understand the struggle and the, and the, the hopelessness that that character feels in the moment, and you and you are feeling it with them, then it it becomes more real for me anyway. So so that's kind of a long-winded answer to your story. No. Uh, I just sort of for that whole character really just tried to harness the the 
what the, those triggers, what sets him off, and, and then and then really because you know, and, I, and I'm not a method actor necessarily, mm. but I can empathize with that. You know, we all have yeah. things that set us off. What sets you off? Uh, disappointing people. Mm. Um, or I don't know. I, I live in a in a world of acceptance where I really want to be liked by every single person that I know. Uh-huh. And like when someone doesn't like me, it fucking wrecks my world. Pardon my language. I know my mother's listening to this right now thinking like, you shouldn't swear so much, Joe. Well, I know. I'm sorry. To be fair, I made him do it. <laughs> he made me do it, mm-hmm. Mom. Mm-hmm. I was just holding those drugs for Sam, I promise. That's right. Um, but, I'm sorry, what was the question? No, what sets you off? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, just... A big thing for me is is disappointing people or uh, having someone like upset or angry with me, mm-hmm. you know. Because mm-hmm. like everything I do, I do to make people happy or to make make them think like, oh man, what a great guy! I like this guy, yeah. you know. I don't know. It's just it's just how I've always been. So it set, it kind of sets me off when or. When I see like real deep injustice mm. happening, that like, I, like I see a lot of the garbage that is happening in the world right now, mm-hmm. um, like on you know news clips or or, or whatever, and I just want to like jump through the friggin' TV yeah. uh, and just be like, I start throwing punches, you know, and yeah. it's like I'm not I'm not a punch thrower. Um, no, you're more like a. You're more like a quick stab guy. Dude, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, man. <laughs> uh, and another thing that sets me off is when people mess with my friends. <laughs> because th- th- we were in this club one night in Chicago. I was with my improv troupe at the time. Uh, and there was like... Second City? Uh, no, we, we had studied together at I.O. Oh, okay. uh, in Chicago. And then we were kind of doing our independent sort of uh, improv troupe thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were at this nightclub. <laughs> it's just a terrible, gross place. And... Like, like this huge buff dude uh, that was like a foot taller than my buddy. Like my buddy kind of like bumped into him like on the dance floor or whatever. And he turned around and he was like, got up in his face and was like, you got a problem with me, man? And, I, and I, I sort of like jumped in the middle of him and I'm looking up at this guy like from two feet down from him like, 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 the, like the chihuahua that is about to fuck up the Great Dane. Like, oh, you, wanna, me, like, you, don't, you don't mess with my friend, bro. You better back off. I love your voice cracking. Yeah. You better back off. It's true, dude. I, I turn into this like machine uh, when someone starts like messing with my friends. It's every every time. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. What sets you off, Sam? What sets me off? Yeah. Um, I'm really good at setting myself off. Like I just I I can give myself a short fuse about certain things. I got a real problem about people like people having a problem with me without making eye contact. Mm. Like, I get it if I've made a mistake or if I'm not doing my job, but, like, I, I've been in enough places, and, and for one of the things, too, and I think this is where it stems from, so I'll say this part first. I'll give you the origin. Um, when I have my glasses on, or my contacts, when I can see clearly, it's so hard for me to make eye contact. Like, my eyes move. It's gotten easier with my contacts on like, now that I, I have them, I've had them since Waiting for Godot. Big ups to the Arvada Center. Um, yeah, so being able to see on stage has been uh, been awesome for me. 
but because I know my eyes have the tendency to wander when I'm in a sincere moment sometimes, like mm. even now I'm like, I'll focus on your right eye because that's the one I can, I can, I can do the most with, but it, they'll, they'll start to drift every once in a while. So because of that problem, um, I don't like it when people will like make a comment about my performance at work or something else, whatever it is, without looking at me. Like huh. if you've got a problem with me, fine. That sucks. I'm not gonna freak out though, or not not freak out, but not I'm not gonna be butthurt as yeah. long as you come to me like an adult, an adult human being, and be like, hey, eye contact here for a second. I didn't appreciate the way you handled that situation or whatever. And I'd be like, oh. This is serious. And then when that happens, my body will immediately go into pleasing mode. Like, okay, I can fix it then. I'll fix it. I can fix it right now. But if you, like, just brush it off, like, it's a throwaway line, I can't fucking stand you. Like, yeah. you need, we're, we're going to have problems until you oh. look at me. And, and that's, and that's just my own little, my own little, my, little, my tidbit of bitterness that ex- exists within me. To your credit, you were making some pretty erotic eye contact that whole time. Well, now. you know, I gotta tell you, when I get about uh, two whiskeys in, <laughs> I get really handsy, so that's, that, that's, that's me. When I, when I get that good, that good little, hmm, mm, then, I, then I really wish I had things to, to, to touch, like a knee, or like my hands, like I touch my hands a lot when I get like this. Um, the other things that set me off um, aside from an orange buffoon in the White House, Ooh, um, to that. yeah. Oh, che- hey, cheers to the orange buffoon. Are politics off limits on the ghostlands? No, we can totally talk about it. I don't know how many how many people will keep listening. I right know, now. I know. If you're, we won't. We, I, I, I'll. We won't. We make comments. Like we make. Well, yeah, we'll make. We'll make snide comments. We'll make a comment. Fuck that guy. He's not listening. Um, he's watching Hannity. Um, so anyway, but I think the other things that piss me off. You know, I really wish it was certain like clear injustices, but I I'm so used to seeing some form of injustice every day. Like I go to Chipotle and the guy in front of me got more chicken than me. That pisses me Fucking off. Fucking asshole. Like will you, he didn't ask for extra chicken. Give me the chicken you gave him. You right. gave him two scoops. Why do I get the one? Right. Yeah, you you making a comment about my size? All right, fine. Fuck you then. Whoa, I'm going to Qdoba. You are reading into this. I'm going into Qdoba. Yeah. Look how much guacamole mm. the guy behind me got. You know, it's just, right. it's a whole, it's a whole thing. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I think those are when when I when I talk about what when I get mad at myself, it's I like I've, I've brought this up a couple of times. Like when we were doing um, you on the moors now, I had a week. There was a solid week where I could not get out of my way in rehearsal. I just couldn't. Shake it. I talked to Timothy McCracken. I talked to Austin about being the best. And I, I had this whole thing in my, in my brain. Like, there's 13 supremely talented actors in this room. And they all know me to an extent. Um, the ones that don't know are about to know. I'm going in there and I'm making dynamic choices. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I wanted to be the best. I wanted them to revere me. Even my friends. Yeah. And that was, it was, who's... Like for me, in my because I was so in my head about that goal of being the best in the room, that it it just poisoned my work. And mm. I'd get into the car, and I would just, or I'd be walking back to my car, and I would just be fuming and be mad at myself. I'd come home and I'd read the script again, and I'd be like, "Oh, where's the tr- like? Where's the truth? Where am I going with this? All these yeah. weird anger things and." Like one day I was talking to I, I talked to Austin about being the best and he had he had this great answer which I can't for the life of me remember but it just was 
this thing that really put me into this place of like, and basically what he said is the words I just used is that you can't let stuff like that poison the work. It's a great dedication. It's a great focus to be good at what you're doing, to tell mm. the truth to the best of your abilities, mm. but you can't let it poison the choices. You're going to take care of how people feel about you. This is now I'm ad-libbing from what he said, but people will respond to you however they're going to respond to you. They're going to respond to your work however they're going to respond to it. Mm. And you can't dictate people's responses to your work, how you respond in traffic, how you order your chicken burrito at Chipotle. All you can do is do your thing. Mm. And if you do so with grace and kindness and with a quality of humbleness, mm. then I think you're going to have more positive results and say so you do it without those three things. And there's more. Um, you talked about the love you have for the craft or anything that you were doing. Yeah. You wanted to at least love it before you dove into it. And if you don't have a quality of love, no matter how you define that word in your everyday life, then I think something's missing. And if, like, for me, that's one of the things. Like, when I get in in my own head about it, like I was talking to you earlier about the auditions coming up, I clearly just admitted that I'm nervous about them and I want to be really prepared for these things. And I'm hopeful, now that we've had this conversation, like, okay, I'll just, I'll just do the work. Yeah, and I'll show up on Saturday, and and we'll go to town. Yeah, like that's that's all I can that's all I can ask of myself. Like it's, and that's all you can really do. I mean, if you're the type of person that really wants to be good at something, just do the work. Don't worry about the don't worry about the the mile marker that you're at at any given moment, because if we as we all know as artists as actors when we leave. When we get done with a show and we bump into an audience member afterwards, regardless of how we felt about that performance, you're going to meet somebody who raves about it yeah. and will tell their friends about it. And they're like, oh, I'm so glad you did that show. They'll reach out and want to hold you. Like, thank you for that. And you could be like, I screwed up four pages of dialogue. I had no idea what I was doing in scene three. And it still moves somebody. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's the thing. I love that that's a part of what we do. We get that. It's, it's always like a one-off. Yeah. Every totally. night of a performance is a one-off. And it's a one-off for that audience, and it's a one-off for you. And the best thing you can possibly do is just accept that it is what it is. And not get so frustrated by it. Yeah. As I am wont to do. Like I told you, it happens once a rehearsal process where I'm like, get, get out that food by the foot. <laughs> he just unveiled the whole thing. Yeah. Don't forget that nubbin at the end. That collects at the end. Did you get it? I got it. Okay, you got oh, the yeah. nubbin? <laughs> I got it. Good, good. <clears throat> I didn't mean for that to be so distracting. So. No, no, it's totally fine. I'm just trying to like pour my heart out here. <laughs> I'm fucking eating fruit snacks. Yeah, well, mm. I was eating them while you were talking okay. to me, so it's totally fine. Like, I ate mine. That's fair. Um, where were we? Um, yes, if you're going to be an actor, eat fruit by the foot. It'll make you a better actor. This episode brought to you by... Fruit by the fruit foot, by the foot, unofficially. Mm. Joe, I have a question for you. This Same. week... As we wind down here on the Ghost Lights podcast, um, we asked what the conversation you'd have with your your fresh out of college actor self would be. How would you leave the Ghost Light on for the next generation for yourself? He's gone back to the paper, yeah, folks. I lied. There is more on. Oh, paper. you son of a bitch! You psyched me out. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Um, my answer to that 
because I, I listening to previous episodes, I, I've heard you asking that, and so I admit I gave it some thought because I you. knew the question was going to be coming up. Um, and the answer to that is, I would say, run joyfully toward what scares you uh. as an actor. Because a lot of times we run toward it, but we're not running joyfully. Because such an important part of being an actor is the road we take mm. and the, the joy that can be found in the, on the, along the way. You know, there, it's great to have goals, but on the road to those goals, like you're going to have moments where, like, it, like it is like you in, in those moments of of camaraderie or of really really clicking with a character even if it's just to an audience of five people that night or or you know getting getting to devise a piece with a group of friends or whatever there are going to be these moments that may seem like stepping stones but that is those moments are what make up the wonderful life of an actor yeah um and I say run joyfully toward what scares you because uh, it's scary to choose a life in theater. And the scarier it is and the, the more, the bigger risk you take with every audition or, you know, I mean, every shaking of hands of someone who you idolize but, you know, have no idea what you would say to them. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying, but it's an opportunity to grow and yeah. learn and expand your boundaries. Um, you know, no one ever became great by just doing the same thing every day, yeah. uh, even though it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that, that, that would well, be... Wasn't that the definition of crazy? Right. Doing exactly. the same thing over and over yeah. and expecting a different result? Uh, right, yeah, run joyfully toward what scares you. And I also put, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Hell yeah. That's, you know... No, definitely. I'll drink to that. Cheers, Cheers me, brother. Yeah, if you're not if you're not having fun, something ain't right. Something ain't right. Mm. Well, that's good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the man is uh, JVB Joey Theater. Joe Von Boker. You have an amazing show coming up. Give us a little taste about it. It's uh, you, Luke Terry, our boy, our boy Ben Hilzer. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? Where's uh, it at? So we're doing. Uh, <laughs> How much are they paying you a week? No. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, we're doing the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. Uh, if you're familiar with the show, uh, it's basically me, uh, Ben Hilzer, and Luke Terry, uh, Luke Ramsdorf Terry, uh, just t trying to tell the entire works of, of William Shakespeare in the span of an hour and a half. Hmm. Uh, and just, it turns into just silly, madcap, ridiculous costume changes and prop nonsense and if you, if you saw uh, Ben and I uh, do the Big Bang uh, a couple years ago it was very similar nice. uh, very similar to that uh, kind of you know very very small cast very very huge energy nice. uh, kind of thing you don't have to be a Shakespeare fan to enjoy it either yeah. uh, because it's, the storytelling is uh, is quite quite different so it is it is and that's going to be at uh, Spotlight Theater nice. uh, in uh, Lowry uh, at the John Hand mm -hmm. um, starting uh, ooh. When does it start? June? June? Yeah, mid-June. I hope Shoot. so. God, I'm, I'm bad. I'm a bad actor right now. Why? I know, well, I guess I don't know. <laughs> can't remember the opening day off the top of my head. That's, that's totally fine. Yeah. If you go to uh, www.jovonboken.net, you can get all the info. 
Nice, nice. And now I have to go home and update that website. Yeah, you really need to do. Don't check it until after <laughs> the podcast like, has been listened uh, to. Then a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But um, you know what? Probably just go to spotlighttheater.org. Yeah, yeah, this is spotlight.com. Yeah, this is spotlight.com. Okay, sense, yeah. all right. I'm, I'm getting them all mixed up. Yeah. Um, definitely go check it out. And, I mean, today, I mean, this is the day that Billy Shakes passed away in 1616. So uh, right. you do your, do yourself a favor. Today is the day he passed away or yeah. his birthday? April 23rd. Or is it his birthday? Something. I checked Wikipedia. It said he died today. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Shit. And if I can believe anything, it's anything posted on Wikipedia. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> what? Are you doing the air horn or am I? No, I'm not. You go ahead. Yeah! <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, that's, that's, that's JVB laughing. That's... Sam Gilstrap and the Ghost, Light po- Ghost Lights Podcast. You can follow us on Podbean. Download the app if you're an Android user. If you have an iPhone, subscribe to us on the podcasts. The iTunes podcast. Do it. I did it. You know yeah. you want to. Yeah. Do it. Give me a five-star rating because we're actually pretty good. And we're not going to stop. So you can hate if you want to. But you're wasting your time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ghost Lights Podcast. JVB just burped. We out. <laughs>